Hosanna, a fellowship of Christians. Good morning. Welcome to Hosanna. It's good to see you this morning. If you're joining us online, we welcome you. Hopefully everyone got here safely. It looks like you did. And dry. I heard it's quite rainy outside, but guess what? It's dry in here. It's good, right? Well, God called my name and I ran out of that grave. Right? Would you stand up? We as followers of Jesus can proclaim this because of who he is and what he has done. Not only did Jesus die for our sins, but he was raised to everlasting life. Jesus was the first to run out of that grave. And when we put our trust in him with our lives, we are right there with him in glory. Eternal life now and forever. Let's sing about that glorious day. It was my tomb. 
But God is faithful and his promises still stand and they are yes and amen. He has never failed us and he never will. Whatever season of life you're in, remember what he has done and be confident that he once again can move the mountains.
faithfulness, but life can get heavy, can it? You know, in full transparency, transparency, I can even let small things get in the way of fully trusting God and that he's in control. In Psalm 46, 1 through 2, we read, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Can you say that you fully trust God with your life? Can you give every circumstance and every trial to him? And can you say, it is well with my soul?
it all and my eyes are on you and through it all through it all it is well and through it all through it all my eyes are on you and it is well with me Julia and Linda and band. That was absolutely beautiful, wasn't it? Ooh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Your voices were beautiful. Oh, my Lord. Well, good morning. It's good to see all of you this morning. And if you're a guest here with us, out at the Welcome Center, there's a guest card. You can take that and fill it out and let us know you're here. We're glad to have you on this rainy last day of April. Can you believe it? It's the end of April already. Where did January, February, and March go? And April, wow. And hello to our friends online. Thank you, Jeff. Hello to our friends online. And if you're new online joining us, we welcome you as well. We have a couple announcements for you today. But let me pray before those ushers, they're already ready to go and pass those buckets. Let me pray first. God, thank you for the many gifts that you've placed with each and every one of us. And Lord, I just thank you this morning for the gifts of our worship team, how they minister to us every week with their voices and their instruments. God, we can only imagine what heaven will be like. Lord, I thank you for these good folks sitting in these seats and all of our friends and family online. We thank you for them, Lord, as they give of their gifts and their time and their talents and their offerings. And Lord, with that, we bless the offering that's going to be given this morning. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, now you can pass those offering buckets. Just want to give a shout out to Jared and my daughter-in-law, Brandy, and to the youth. On Wednesday night, they helped Kyle, our grounds person. They were weeding and they were putting mulch down on the flower beds out there. If you didn't happen to see it this morning, just you know, tell Jared and the youth that they did a great job, and Kyle as well. Today's the last day to bless the housing insecure with our Change for Change offering. The month of May, we will be blessing Harry and Penka again and Resurrection Church in Bulgaria to help with their Christmas gifts for their community. Today, after the service, Joanne and Tony is going to start a new class on the parables of Jesus. We're going to start today, but then we're going to take off next Sunday because does anybody remember what next Sunday is after the service? Whoa, you did remember. Hot luck. Remember, we pulled one off on New Year's Day, and it was so well received, we thought, let's do it quarterly. So next Sunday, January, January, May, May, I'm still back in January. May 7th, there will be no class, and we'll have a potluck. So join us after the service. Bring a hot or cold food item to share with everyone. And there's not going to be a class on May 14th. Anybody know why? Mother's Day. Mother's Day, right. So Joanne and Tony will pick up the class on the parables of Jesus. 
the week after that. Also, the Women's Fellowship Group will be meeting again this Wednesday, May 3rd. I've been hearing so, so many wonderful reports about the Women's Fellowship, and I was asked to give you a reminder to bring the items for the nursing home baskets that you're putting together, which is very cool. And I believe that is all the announcements I have. Joanne, Tony, come on up. <laughs> Morning. Well, this week has been quite a week, and it seems uh, for a long time now, every week has been quite a week, right? There's just so much happening, so much going on that it can be mind-boggling to just keep juggling all the moving pieces, can't it? I mean, am I the only one that feels like that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, how many of us are feeling like the white rabbit in Alice in Wonderland? The hurrier I go, the behinder I get, right? And for a while, at times, we can do that. But when it becomes the regular pattern of our lives, our lives suffer badly. In 1985, cardiologists Meyer Friedman and R.H. Rosenman coined a term for this body-numbing and soul-damaging lifestyle. They called it hurry sickness. Uh, symptoms of hurry sickness, and this is from the doctors, uh, symptoms include rushing through tasks, feeling irritable when there's any delay, interrupting or talking over people. Now, of course, that must be differentiated from my spiritual gift of interruption. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh, other symptoms. Running through your to-do list in your head constantly. I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> you were busy thinking about what you were going to do after the service. Right. Um, treating everything like a race. Always feeling behind schedule. Would you hurry up? Continuously <laughs> multitasking. <laughs> Having a constant sense of urgency. You know, and over time... The effects of hurry sickness can compound on each other. They can compound into fatigue that sleep doesn't relieve, chronic headaches, stress-related heart disease, decreasing energy, increasing anxiety, all of which can make life itself feel like constant, unending drudgery. I like that picture. That's me sometimes, with the coffee cup in my hand, yes. Um, but here's the insidious part of hurry sickness. Our brains become programmed. You know, we talked about neural pathways you know, and, and thinking on what's good and right and true. And all. we talked about that over the summer. But the same thing can work in reverse. And our brains can become programmed to just be constantly going and constantly doing and constantly thinking. So even the thought of slowing down, it begins to feel impossible. But, you know, that is exactly the prescription for hurry sickness. Slowing down long enough to be present. Not just rushing toward the future, present now. To be able to take a deep breath. And to begin putting healthier, more life-giving rhythms in place in our lives. In 1895, and I love this, 
Charles Wagner wrote what I'm going to uh, quote. In 1895, would we look back and say life was rushing really fast back then? <laughs> I mean, they didn't even have cars then, did they, Mr. Historian? No, Ford. That was the beginning of the 20th century. They had a few cars, but they had steam engines, so if you pushed right. them too fast, they would blow up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but in 1895, Charles Wagner wrote, the world will never slow down for us. That's key. This world will mercilessly pull you into its orbit and force you to live at its tempo, and you will fall prey to the world's metronome unless you intentionally change the beat. So this morning... We're going to be intentionally radical, and we're going to change the beat and the teaching schedule. We'll move into our next scheduled message in our series of one. You know, we'll move into the next message next Sunday. But this Sunday, we're going to be still and know that God is God, which also means we can, what a relief, we can stop trying to be God. Be still and know. And that, does, that word there is not a word that means know in your head. Be still enough, long enough to know deep down in your knower. God is God and you are not. And I am not. And Tony is not. For the next hour or so, less than an hour now, we're going to stop together. We're going to take some deep breaths. And we're going to practice some foundational Christian spiritual disciplines, slowing, reflecting, and praying. We're going to do this by following the pattern of a, a marvelous blessing that's found in the Book of Common Prayer. The Book of Common Prayer is something uh, in the English Reformation that was put together. It's a collection of prayers that's used in worship by Christians in the Anglican tradition as well as other Christian traditions. And this blessing, what it is, is it's a compilation of encouraging phrases from Scripture. Encouragements that um, can guide us. And we're going to allow them to guide us this morning as we slow down and become aware of God's presence with us in this moment. So let's take a moment. Just slow down. Let, put your to-do lists aside. Just be here now. Be aware as you're aware of the presence of God. And now take a deep breath. Everybody, just take a couple of really deep breaths. And then we're going to listen to this scripture blessing piece by piece. And we're going to reflect on each piece with God. And then we're going to put in practice right here in our service, just in, in what, what it's inviting us to, what these, the scripture is inviting us to. And we're going to do that through some times of prayer and testimony and some other things that we have planned. If you're in the building, when you came in, the ushers were passing out pieces of sheets of paper like this. Mm -hmm. They can kind of be a guide as we go through. If you did not get one, Raise your hand, and uh, the Honorable Kevin Swagger has got you covered. <laughs> if you're online, this same form is available on the website, and you can download it there.
can also just take out a piece of paper and scrap it. You don't have to turn these in. They will not be graded. Right. Okay. Right. So, something for you. Yeah, you no one's going to see it. So you can write anything you want on there yeah. as we move through. Okay, it's not just our hurriedness that does this kind of damage to our souls. Some of you are probably sitting here going, hey, I'm retired, I'm not in a hurry getting anywhere, but I'm feeling something. And we might call that maybe the weightiness of what we carry, mm -hmm. even when we're moving slowly. And that weightiness, the heaviness of of this earth and the things that we have to deal with that often consists of our fears and our anxieties for ourselves and for others and for the world what's going on out there and uh, i'm sure many of us have to deal with that sometimes perhaps on a daily basis so the first encouragement of this blessing is literally an encouragement mm -hmm. be of good courage that's yes. what it means to encourage someone to help strengthen their courage and help strengthen their confidence. To be of good courage means that we recognize what we're afraid of. We don't hide from it. We don't, we don't just close our eyes. We name it, mm -hmm. and we look at it in the face. And we see what it is, and then we can deal with it, whatever it is that we're having to, um, that we're invited to be courageous about. So mm -hmm. their first invitation this morning is to reflect quietly with God for a minute or two, and then identify, name some of those fears and anxieties that visit you, mm -hmm. the things that trouble you, that trouble your soul and keep you from peace, the things that keep you awake at night. Yeah. Write one or two down on your paper, and keep in mind, nobody's going to see this but you, under be of good courage. If the purpose of this is to slow down and not hurry, we're not going to hurry through these questions either. We also recognize that some of these may require or may invite you to some deeper reflection after the service. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow morning when you get it, we'll get back to that a little later. One of the things I was realizing this morning on the way here, driving through this rain and uh, the the seeing the reflections off of the road surfaces that we had without yeah. thinking about it, pick this, um, this image for a reflection mm -hmm. questions. This person standing on the wet, the wet uh, macadam probably and looking down and seeing the reflection in the rain. A lot of us got the chance to do that this morning. Yeah. And it's looking down in the middle of the rain. The rain is coming down and that might be represent what it is that we're carrying, what it is that we're trying to run from. And we look down on the reflection and we see ourselves, but maybe we also see the God who is standing with us. Mm. Well, anyway, that's kind of an invitation to this next section. Notice what this fear feels like. These things that we're afraid of. 
And notice what, they're, what you're wanting from God when you're carrying these things that you've written down or if you're not writing them down, you have in your mind. And then this is an invitation to just listen. Listen in the midst of the emotion. I know we're taking a little bit of risk here because we're kind of inviting you to, to get a little distracted by these fears and anxieties. You name them and we may, you know, mentally, you may be wandering off someplace. It's not good, but just, just hold that for a moment. Listen. This is part of the courage. That fear is there, but so is God. And the second question related to this one then is, now what do you sense God is wanting you to know in your fear? Yeah. And write that down as well. What is God saying to you about your fear this morning? speak for myself, but those words, it is well, have hit me pretty powerfully this morning, if that's helpful to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, you can continue writing through the service as you're noticing more and more. Um, what does God want you to know in your fear and anxiety right there in the midst of it? Next, in this blessing, we're encouraged to go ahead and trust that courage. We're encouraged to hold fast to that which is good. So good courage, it's interesting. The wording there from the scriptures. Hold fast to that which is good. Four times in the book of Deuteronomy alone. You know, we're told to hold fast to God. Throughout the scriptures, we're told to hold fast to many things. Hold fast to our testimonies. Hold fast to faith. You know, hold fast to the word of God. Hold fast to God from the very beginning of the scriptures. Hold fast to God. Why? Because God's the greatest good of all. And what's interesting is the Hebrew word, or hold fast to God, this, this word meaning hold fast. It's the same word that's used in Genesis 2 of the first man and woman clinging or cleaving to each other and becoming one. So this, all of this ties back, you know, and it's just as we go through this year, it's just amazing <laughs> the ways in which God is inviting us to explore the reality of that one word, one The man and the woman cleave and cling. They hold fast to each other and they become one. And that's what the scriptures and what this blessing is asking us to remember and to do. We're being encouraged to hold fast, to cling and to cleave, to lovingly embrace God. And as we've talked about this year, and everything that is tov goodness of God, the goodness of life, the goodness of being alive in this world that is still beautiful, even with all of its brokenness. So we're going to continue now in in personal reflection. We're in just begin to notice, along with the presence of God, along with the fears and the anxieties, begin to notice the goodness that's also already present in your life. 
right alongside all the fears and the anxieties. And as you notice, what goodness is there in your life? Expand your perspective. Begin to write those down one by one. Some of us may need a longer sheet of paper. Uh Continued on the back. I have found this to be a very helpful exercise for me sometimes when I find myself either anxious or whiny. (laughs) Uh, But what's good? Just start. Just make a list. Just keep on going. It's kind of hard to run out of words if we think about it. Yeah. Gratitude tends to to work on reprogramming (laughs) those neural pathways. Yes. If we don't do some of these things, what's going to happen? Well, we'll probably end up inflicting our, what we're carrying, the weightiness and all this, on other people. So it's interesting that the third phrase in this blessing is uh, render to no one evil for evil. Yeah. Again, these are all from Scripture, it's collected together. Render no one. There's some, something intuitive here. That, of course, is next. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's think on this for a moment as well. What are you angry about? Mm-hmm. And I'm not asking that as a, necessarily as a criticism. If we are not angry about something in this broken world, then there may, there may be other questions that we need to deal with. But, well, like uh, injustice, for example. Yeah. Injustice, yeah. How have you been hurt? Mm-hmm. How have you seen hurt in your life. What injustice in the world breaks your heart? What injustice in your family or people that you care about? It's just not right. What are you angry about? And by the way, if you're angry about something that you're being convicted isn't necessarily a good thing, write that down too. Yes. This is the heaviness that we carry. Fears, our griefs, our, mm-hmm. our anger. Yep. And now, if you have maybe something in your head or on that sheet of paper, ponder some more. What do you do with that anger? Mm-hmm. Spend a moment, talk with God about that. Be honest with God. Some of us actually, some of us are pretty good at talking with God. I am. Tick to death about this, God, and I'm, I'm, I need, we, need to, we need to have a conversation. Some of us have been a little leery of doing that, afraid of doing that. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a moment here where God can invite you into that kind of freedom. Talk with God, mm-hmm. be honest. How do you normally deal with the things that make you angry, mm-hmm. rightly or wrongly? I'm thinking about, as you're talking, Moses is coming, into mind, coming to mind, and the way 
he's called, right, the friend of God. He saw God face to face. But that time when God was going to destroy a city, and Moses walks up to him, basically, he's like, and what would make you want to do that? And, you know, let's have a real, and he, he convinced God to change his mind. Abraham? Oh, sorry, Abraham. Yeah. 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 Long week. Yeah, Abraham. <laughs> this is part of the reason can, we need to do right. this. Right. Yeah. But it says God repented. Now, I mean, there's like 15 different sermons on that alone. But just to say, right, there's that, a, that the even, honesty of coming to question, even to question God. Mm-hmm. Yes. What does God want you to do with your anger? How do you deal with it? What does God want you to do? So we're, we're expanding far beyond our notes here, but there was a, mm-hmm. a really profound experience in my life some years ago because I was in a mode where I was running as fast as I could and people were in my way often and I'm just, I'm trying my best. That's, that's been kind of, that was the phrase that kept rolling up inside of me. I'm trying my best and nobody's helping. And um, Something happened at home. I don't even remember yet. My kids were still at home and everything, and they, something happened, and I lost it. And I walked out the front door, and I slammed. It was one of those metal front doors, and I slammed it behind me, and the whole house shook. And I'm standing on the driveway outside the house, and I could just hear the sound of that door and the anger that was in that. And my poor wife and kids sitting inside, what, what just happened? And, and I heard God. What does God want me to do with it? It was very, very clear. No, Tony, this is not it. And I turned around and I walked back in that door and I said, I will never do that to you again. Mm-hmm. And I never did. That was, a, that was a moment where God changed my heart. And there are times like that when we all need that. Maybe it's not acting out in some way that is, that is loud and scary to others. Mm-hmm. But all the ways in which we carry this kind of stuff and we inflict ourselves on others. And the invitation from God, what is it? What is it for you? Mm-hmm. How does God want you to do? Right. This is a universal part of the human experience. We can't be a fully formed human being without our anger. And we can't be a mature human being, much less a mature Christian, without having learned to bring our anger to God in lament. That's what we've been talking about. That's the word that's underlying what we've been describing here, rather than acting it out in ways that just perpetuate the cycle. And that's often what happens. You You heard that phrase about kicking the cat. You know, somebody's upset, and they do this, and they kick the can, they kick the cat, they kick, and, and, that just, and they just take it out on the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, and suddenly we get all sorts of kicking going on, and nobody knows why, because it was the first person who started it. Right. So we're going to invite you to lament together right now. Take these, these three things we've talked about, our anxieties. Take, take the good things, too, but let's also take our angers and frustrations and, and the fears, and let's bring them together and bring our prayers to God. And we're going to listen to a video that will lead us into a prayer of lament. And perhaps we can agree in our hearts with at least some of it. Yeah. That this is what we would want to say to God when we carry our own stuff. Mm-hmm. 
how long? God, how long? How long will we be hurting? How long will this misery last? God, how long must we wait for you to restore us? How many more dark nights must we face? How many more funerals must we attend? God, how many more times must we pray, come Lord Jesus, before you answer us? Why do you still let evil exist? Why do you still let grief weigh us down? God, why do you still let your people suffer when you have already conquered the world? God, we're confused. We're weak. And we're hurting. So would you be near and bring comfort in the depths of grief? give strength to sustain us today. Would you be near and lift our eyes to see your goodness again. God, we wait for you. We cry. We grieve. We pray. people of God today. Amen. Well, our next encouragement in this beautiful, beautiful blessing is to strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, and help the afflicted. And it flows exactly out of this, this flow of prayer. But before we can do this for others, we need to know how they need to be strengthened and supported and helped. One of the worst things we can do is make assumptions. Well, this is what I would need, so this is what I'm going to do for someone else. The heart's right, but the movement isn't. We need to listen. We need to know what others need, which may be very different from what we think they need. And it also works in reverse. You know, in order for others to strengthen and support and help us, we need to know and to share what's overwhelming and weakening and afflicting us. Because there's no shame in having needs. John Donne, the poet, famously said, no man or woman is an island. And we spent a lot of time at the beginning of this year talking about the way that we were created in the likeness and image of God, a God who is three in one. And two in one at the beginning. Humanity, multiple, individual, but communal. And it's all in relationship. Relationship. We were created to need each other. 
And we all need, then, to both give and receive help. There's no shame in that. So we're going to, again, we're slowing down. This is a very contemplative pace this morning. To take some time now and listen, not only to write down our own needs, but we're going to take some time to express them to each other. Because we need to hear each other and listen to each other, to know what's actually going on in each other's lives. What we want, what we need. And you know what? This, too, is very courageous prayer. All of this is very courageous prayer. So we're going to invite you write down, of course, needs, yours, others. And as you're ready, I'm going to invite you to come up to this mic or wave your hand and a mic will come to you to briefly just share your prayer needs as well as your prayer for others' needs, for the church, for the nation, for the world. We ask that as you do this, though, you know, we, are, we respect privacy here. So please don't mention names, specific names or personal information. Just share. And we're going to stop along the way, you know, at intervals after a few people have shared and invite some of you to pray because we're not the professional prayers. This is all of us being one together. We'll invite some of you to pray, and then we'll continue in this pattern, you know, as we're led. So go ahead, write down prayers, your personal needs, what you're longing for others, and share as you're ready. One of my family members gave me a journal for Christmas. And I keep a journal anyway. Um, and I doodle my thoughts. And I um, thought that it would be a nice thing to do for him as to fill it in every day and then give it back to him for Christmas. And all of this week, I have been led to the word listen and it's just amazing to me that it's come around to this today to listen because I'm surrounded with people in my community who just want somebody to hear them yes. and who just want somebody to share with and I had the opportunity to do just that four times this week and I thought oh, it would be so nice if somebody would listen to me. And then I realized 
I do have people who listen to me. And it means a world of good to me to have that um, opportunity. And I've shared more and more as I get older. And I hope that people realize out there that it's very healthy and very good to share, but it's even more important to listen. Hopefully there's a balance. I'll share a prayer need probably at least every <clears throat> at least once every day this week I've had conversations with someone about jobs. It's an awful lot of people that are that I in my <clears throat> family network friends that are looking for work or pondering work and work is not just work is how do I care for myself and how do I care for people I love, but it's also identity. How do I spend my days? And so <clears throat> I just would offer up a prayer needs for everybody trying to determine or to get invited to a, uh, to a job that will be meaningful to them. Well, just over the past, like, little while I've noticed that a lot of people have been really struggling with like emotional health and that's even including me um, so it just seems like it's become a lot more common of a thing that I've been hearing from mm -hmm. friends family yeah. people that I'm reading through at Oregon Dairy like I just noticed that there's been this really consistent problem with like depression, anxiety, things like that. Yeah. So just prayer for mm -hmm. overall emotional health of yeah. nation, the world, etc. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll, I'll follow with, with a few starting there. I've got a friend who's a missionary in Ukraine he and his family have been there for 25 years. And with everything that's happening there, I've been talking, you know, every month or so, maybe every six weeks or so, when they have internet connection, which isn't always, um, with him. And I just talked with him this week. And there's nothing we can do to fix it, but everybody matters. Every person matters. And so I'm praying and would say, his name is, well, no, we said we're not going to give names. Just pray. Um, he's traumatized to such a high degree. And the other day was, you know, taking a walk with his wife in a beautiful part of their city that is still standing to get to a, a field that was always very green. Got there and he said he didn't know what to do. The whole field was full of graves. Newly dug graves with a Ukrainian flag on each one and the picture of a young man, all different. And his question is like, what do I do with this? 
But at the and he started just the weeping. But you know what comes up out of the weeping was just to say, where else can I go except to God and to trust? So pray not only for that missionary family, but pray for everyone in the world in these places that we watch on TV and can shut off. They can't shut it off. I would also ask for prayer for my granddaughter healing and also just I am a you know me yo you guys know me right hurry sickness chronic case and I'm been so for a couple of years now but especially over the last year trying to discern what pieces do I let go of God show me how to rearrange things and I had thought I'd come to a place and I think I have but just as I try to put a piece in place, something else slips out. And, you know, it's just the times that we're living in. So I'm telling you, I need clarity from God. Not certainty, necessarily, but clarity about where to take the next step in order to be able to follow my own call, but also to be well, not only in my soul, but in the rest of me as well. Lots of words, but thank you for listening. I'm uh, disturbed by the divided country in which we live. Mm -hmm. But yet when I reflect, how much do I allow the hate that is out there to permeate my own life? Yeah. How much am I willing to truly give the extra mile of love and show a different way. And I, and I just pray that for me and others that somehow we can turn things around and not allow culture to impose itself upon us, yes. but that we would allow Christ to work within us yes. that we can then influence culture in a positive way. Yeah. You, you know what, Dale? Can you keep the mic? Would you mind, we said we were going to stop and pray after every few. Can you just pray a prayer for all of the needs sure. that have been mentioned so far? Thank you. Lord, um, there's so many needs and so many stresses that uh, people come upon these days, whether it's looking for work, uh, whether it's emotional health, uh, yeah. whether it's friendships, whether it's physical help, um, just mm -hmm. in terms of needing healing, Lord. Um, whether it's just bringing people together so that we can converse and talk and, and learn how to listen to one another rather than to react. Yeah. Uh, to learn how to um, support one another rather than tear apart. To show a different way, Lord in all of these things, to allow the power of your spirit to permeate our lives and the lives of those we touch in such a way that um, people begin to know and realize just how real you are and how much you can and bring us to a different place. Yeah. Lord, um, just in each of the situations uh, mentioned this morning, 
Lord, we just pray that your grace might be upon us and that your healing might be extended to us and that we would be able to just see your goodness in all of it. In your name we pray. Amen. Come on, way in the back. Maybe just a couple more. Oh, parenting. Ooh, you guys did not tell me it was this hard. These days, our kids have so many outside influences that just kind of permeate their little beings. And it is so hard to raise these little people and have them grow up. And then all of these outside influences just get their way in. And it is, we need to pray for the kids. There's so much that they're going through. I, um, after the last school shooting, my daughter had heard about it and sat down my son to talk to him about what he should do and how he can best protect himself. Yeah. When I was a kid, we had fire alarms. This is outrageous. Right. Pray for the kids. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone else? Deb? Yeah. Yeah, I would like prayer for my grandson. It's like granddaughter, grandson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's seven and was in Children's Hospital of Hershey for a, uh, for a week. And they gave him a diagnosis, but they don't really, they're not really sure. Um, they said it was cranial pressure and spinal pressure. And he's been doing better, but he started to have some headaches. So it's prayer for my grandson. Mom and dad and the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe one more. You know, if you know, it's you. Okay. Jeff over here. Thanks. Well, I just had... Um, <clears throat> A thought while everyone was asking for their prayer requests. Um, there's a lot of unrest in the world and a lot, and I just, you know, want to pray for that today and softening of people's hearts. Um, like Dale said, you know, with the controversies going on in the country, the shootings, the hatred, the yeah. all of those things to just begin to melt people's hearts, to soften their hearts so that these things can um, hopefully stop, you know, school shootings, all of it, you know, just to live in peace, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would you mind praying? Sure. Educational system, kids in school. Yep. Dylan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Lord, I just pray. I pray that you begin to soften people's hearts in this world. And to let them see how bad hatred is and to express, express love and try to work things out yeah. amongst them and melt their hearts, to soften their hearts and their minds and um, reduce the anger that they may have so that they can see clearly and not through the eyes of anger. And Lord, I just pray that you fill them with your Holy Spirit. And I also pray for all the kids in school and to help remove the fear of what's been going on. 
um, over this last few years. And I pray that you just allow them to get the sense of peace back that um, that they should have um, and only worry about a fire alarm and not something else more serious. And Lord, I pray for the grandkids here that have been having a lot of medical issues and going to special hospitals and and the healing in, in their bodies, Lord. And I just pray for pray for their parents. I pray for the grandparents. I pray for everyone that you just um, allow them to feel uh, loved and surrounded and wrapped in your arms, Lord. And I just pray for healing and continued feeling better for, for everyone that is going through these things right now. And I ask all these things in your precious name. Amen. Amen. And we are grateful that God's heard. We have a faithful God who's heard not only the voiced needs and prayer requests, but all of the unvoiced ones as well. And as we're going to sing the first verse of Great is Our Faithfulness, um, because we know that God is already saying yes. Even though we don't know exactly how all of these needs will be met, we're saying yes. Or God's saying yes, and we're saying yes to God. So let's sing. Having been reminded of the faithfulness of God in the midst of our own laments, in the midst of the needs of the world, in the midst of our angers and our anxieties, mm-hmm. the next two parts mm-hmm. of this blessing encourage us to take action, to show love to everyone, and to love and serve the Lord. So there's the horizontal and the vertical dimensions of love. So let's once again do some personal reflection with God. Watch mm-hmm. your piece of paper if that's handy. Whom are you being invited to love with God's love? Maybe it's somebody within this congregation. Maybe it's somebody or somebody's outside of it. If you're listening now for a nudge of the Spirit, what faces come to mind? What name is suddenly in your consciousness that wasn't there before? 
what name has been there all along and you've been resisting the invitation <laughs> to love them. Mm -hmm. And now, how can you show that love in real, tangible ways? Yeah. More than just a good feeling. Is it time? I'll give you some examples. Is it time to ask forgiveness of someone? Is it time to give forgiveness to someone? Yeah. Ooh, that's a harder one. Is it time to give and receive a hug? Yeah. To give a listening ear? A shoulder to cry on? A cup of coffee or other caffeinated beverage? <laughs> time to give a smile to someone that hasn't seen a smile from you? Maybe it's something uh, very specific. A ride to the doctor. Mm -hmm. A helping hand. We were helping hands minister here. Or somebody mm -hmm. is moving in a couple weeks. We can need a few more hands to speak some words of comfort and of affirmation. Yeah. So let's practice a little bit. Practice of a simple truth that almost everybody needs to hear from time to time. Turn to someone close to you. And by the way, if you don't know them, pick them on purpose. Okay? <laughs> so we don't want anybody to be getting left out here. Okay? Turn to somebody close to them and, and assure them that God is working somehow all things together for good. And just, just maybe the simplest form of this is just look at them and say, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know the difference yeah. that makes in lives sometimes? Yeah. Go at it. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be okay. <laughs> yes, it is. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Isn't it? It is. Sometimes I just call people that I know and say, can you just... Okay, let's stand up for the second verse of Greatest Thy Faithfulness because nobody's listening to me. <laughs> this is Hosanna. Don't be give okay. up a chance to talk to me. It's going to listen. Because in this second verse, we're going to stand up if you can, if you want to. We're going to give you invitation while we're singing, if you feel inclined, to move around the building a little bit. So if there's somebody in this room that just needs a quick hug and you want to go over and get that in while we're singing, go do that. If there's somebody that needs a smile, go do that. Or if you just feel inclined, do that. So just, you know, you're, you're free to wander around a little bit. Just come back at the end of the song. <laughs> Summer and winter and
Yes. Well, this pr- you can be seated. This prayer blessing goes on then to inc- continue to encourage us. This time it's saying now, and you can feel it, can't you? That's the thing about these really ancient old prayers. There's something. It's going to encourage us to do what's already beginning to happen, to rejoice, right? It encourages us to rejoice in the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of Almighty God. Amen. So are you noticing there's a rhythm in this blessing? It moves from fear to courage, from sin separation to love's holding embrace, from the reality of our weakness and need to the even greater reality of God's power and love. It's mystery, right? We don't know. We get to ask our questions of God, but what doesn't change is God is almighty. So at this point in in our prayer, hope may be rising. It's okay if it's not. But hope may be rising because we get to rejoice regardless of what we're feeling emotionally. We get to rejoice that although we can't do it all on our own, Almighty God knows this. And God blesses us by doing for us what we can't do for ourselves, often through the hands and the hearts of others. And it all happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not magic. It may take a long time. But we can rejoice every day. We can slow down because another aspect of this slowing down spiritual practice is we slow down to savor and celebrate the wonder-filled truth that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And nothing can stop Christ's resurrected, reconciling presence from fully and finally one day restoring all things and all means all. So as you write down a few rejoicings on your paper, whether you feel it or not, what are you rejoicing about? Where is your hope? Let's rejoice together by sharing a few testimonies, and we're watching the time here, a few testimonies of maybe some answered prayer in your lives, some things that are in process that you know that God is outworking grace in your life. So it's just some stories of grace, some testimonies of what God's already been doing in your lives, maybe even in this service. And we'll just take a few moments for you to do that same thing. You can come up here to this mic. You can... Wave your hand. What's God already doing? How about some testimonies? This is just an ongoing testament of God, how God heals our bodies. Most of you know, 30 years ago, I was diagnosed with MS. It's been a long journey, but mostly a journey of healing. I just had blood work done. I just had a new MRI. My blood work is better than when I was 20 years old. Wow, (laughs) yes. And also, um, my MRI through the technician's eye um, is filled with lesions, but no new ones and no active ones. Yes. Wow. Hang on to hope. Hang on to hope. Also, you guys all know about my son. He is an ongoing testament. (laughs) 
about God heals and renews even in something that was tragic. And I looked at him the other day, and I've shared this with most of you. It's been 10 years since his accident and his traumatic brain injury, and he is happier than he's ever been. It has been 10 years since my son has not tried to take his own life. Yes, yes. Thank you. So uh, in December, it was a pretty scary and um, painful time for me as I was waiting for surgery to to take my kidney out. Um, As the month was going on, um, I I, I did a couple of things. I prayed to the Lord every day uh, to get me to my surgery date. Um, And... But as I was getting closer to that date, I just had increased pressure in my abdomen from the tumor growing. And um, so I did some things that I, I could do. You know, I was eating less. I was drinking less to try and help with the pressure being reduced. But then mid-month, December, I noticed the pressure just dropped way off for a time. And I asked the Holy Spirit as I was journaling. I said, Holy Spirit, I said, are, are you doing something here? And the Holy Spirit said, it's my gift to you. So I just want to celebrate uh, the Lord in his action uh, in my life in December in um, doing something small for me that was just really huge. Yes. Thanks, Rick. Okay. One more. and Grandma? Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's a rejoicing thing, too. But I'd also like to say today is the 27th anniversary for my kidney transplant. Oh, wow. Wow, Hope. Aptly named, aren't you? Yes. All right, because time's short, we're not going to run the mic. You can shout out, what are you grateful for? What goodness and grace have you been experiencing in your life? Just shout out. It may be family, friends, whatever. Say it again. My rescue pup. Yay, rescue pups. Healed and restored. No more chewing furniture and getting sent back to the pound three times. Oh, yeah. Great, great. Thanks, Rayla. What else? Just shout it out. Genesis life. Yes. Genesis life. God's direction. God's direction. Yeah. My grandkids. Grandkids. More grandkids. My great-grandkids. Great-grandson. Got one up? You're old. It's a gift, and there's wisdom. We're grateful for the wisdom of old age. All right, and with everything else again, voice and unvoiced, let's sing another verse of Great is Thy Faithfulness. Pardon for
working our way through this blessing from the Book of Common Prayer, it concludes with the reminder of the oneness and presence of our three-in-one God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Yes. And it's an invitation, not a prayer that that will be true, because it will be true. It's an invitation to remember that it is true, not just today, Mm -hmm. but each day. And for us to remain in that truth. Yep. So when you leave here, take your paper with you. And sometime tomorrow morning, perhaps, or throughout the day, or day by day, slow down. Mm-hmm. Remain in this truth. Yeah. Keep praying for rest and renewal. And we're going to practice that as we start winding this service to a close by joining our prayers with a prayer on this one last video. Yeah. We left the first line of this beautiful blessing until last because it's actually what we're about to do as we leave the service. Go forth into the world in peace. So as Tony said, as you go, take your paper. And we also would like you to take with you this beautiful poem by Tanner Olson as an ongoing intention. And so let's pray this together as a promise to ourselves and to God and to each other and to our world. All right? Let's pray together. Tomorrow, as the sun creeps over the trees, I'll slowly inhale and exhale. I'll sit in silence before I speak. In the quiet of the morning, I'll bring God my honest thoughts and thanks. I'll ask for forgiveness and help, just like the day before, just like tomorrow. 
and as I go, I'll hold hope close. Then as our amen, we're going to sing just the chorus of It Is Well With My Soul. Go forth into the world slowly in peace, in peace. Amen.